0: This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode number 80, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Cassandra Vaughn here. Welcome to episode number 80 of She Runs the Show. So, in today's episode, I'm talking about why launching my first online course nearly killed me. (laughs) I love the title of that. Um, It has been an interesting experience, and I think it's so important to share your first in business with other people, your lessons that you learned, the mistakes that you made, because A, other people can learn from your mistakes and not make them, so it doesn't cost them anything, and B, Everybody's got to know that you start somewhere. You, you know, I think we see a lot of quote unquote overnight successes and we see them at year 10, but we have no clue what they went through in year one. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share with you my experiences after launching my first Big online course, Achieve One Dream. And for anybody who's considering launching an online course, you're gonna want to listen to today's episodes and take notes on all of the mistakes that I made so that you don't make them. Um, <laughs> so okay, so I don't even know where to start, but but I'll tell you a couple of things. By the end of today's episode, you're gonna learn a few things about my Achieve One Dream 1.0 course launch. You're gonna learn what specifically the lessons were for me about this first big course launch. Uh, You're also going to learn why it nearly killed me. And then I'm also going to talk about what I'm going to do differently with version 2.0 and hopefully what you will do differently about the online course that you're planning to launch in the next six or so months. So let's start from the very beginning. I've always taught, I've always been a coach of, of different things. So I started out Over 15 years ago, coaching small businesses about how to start their business, how to grow their business. And then for a while, I did some life coaching. Um, I also coached women breadwinners for quite a bit of time, which was a fun but also uh, an interesting experience because women breadwinners are quickly becoming the norm, as you can see by she runs the show. And so that was an interesting experience. And I've since gone back to coaching mostly entrepreneurs, but in general, really focusing in on the concept of relentless focus. And maybe I should backtrack a little bit and talk about where that came from. So in all of the coaching that I've done with a variety of clients on a variety of topics, you know, when you're a coach, and when you go through the certified process of becoming a coach, there are lots of things you learn. You learn how to set the coaching agreement, you learn accountability, you learn designing action, you learn how to create three and six month's six-month goals with people and year-long goals and short versus long-term. So when you go to, I'll call it coaching school because it's a certification program, and you learn these things, you you quickly begin to find out as you actually do the work and you coach people what their biggest challenges are. And when I first became a coach, I thought the biggest challenge for most people was going to be designing action, like figuring out what to do when or how to do it or um, what were their next three steps. But what I quickly saw, no matter, it didn't matter what the coaching topic was, whether I was coaching somebody about thinking about getting a divorce, or I was coaching someone about their new business, or I was coaching somebody about overcoming shiny object syndrome, what I quickly figured out was that the biggest issue for most people really lie in two areas for any dream, any goal that they set for themselves. The first area for most people that trips them up is the belief factor. I call it the belief barrier. Whether or not they believe that, A, they're worthy of the dream or goal that they're setting, and B, that they can actually attain it, they can do it. So the belief barrier or the belief factor is the the first big thing that they've got to overcome. And in being a coach for so many years, the second thing that I notice with people is that they... um They did deal with shiny object syndrome on almost a daily, if not hourly basis. And so learning how to relentlessly focus on one thing, one dream at a time, not 10, one, and really work every single day, taking daily massive inspired action to that one goal and not succumbing to the next project or the next big dream and not getting sidetracked was the second big obstacle that I found in coaching people. And so the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized that people needed coaching on how to relentlessly focus on and pursue one dream at a time. In a world where people are saying, "Well, you can do 10 things at once and multitask and only sleep 3 hours and grind grind hustle hustle," what I really began to understand about my own dreams and goals and about the goals of other people, especially those that I coach, was that any time they started to divide their energy and their time and their creativity among really more than two goals and even two as a division of energy, they started to get sidetracked. And so then they put a lot of energy into one dream for about three months, and then they'd get tired of that one, turn to another one for three months, get tired of that one, turn to another one for three months. And I thought, we got to stop the madness here. Like, it really does take, as Wallace D. Wattles put in the science of getting rich, putting whole mind into present action to achieve any dream. And when I thought about my own life, I realized that any big dream I'd ever accomplished, any, I mean, you, you name it, anything big that I've ever done, it was because I I decided the dream. I committed to one dream. I made it my absolute priority and focus. I put everything I had into it. I didn't look to the left. I didn't look to the right. I just continued to take the next step. And I didn't think 15 steps ahead. I really only thought, what are my next three simple steps? And then I took those steps. So Achieve One Dream was born out of that desire to help people, Master the art and science of relentless focus. I wanted people to understand that their dreams were possible, but there's a system to it, and they already had the formula for how to achieve their dreams. They'd achieved big dreams before. The formula really, the dream attainment formula is the same, and it's personal to each person. And so, I created this course called Achieve One Dream, and you can learn about it at AchieveOneDream.com. But I created this course that started out as an eight-week course to really help people. Master the art and science of relentless focus, like how do I decide that i 'm going to pursue this one dream i 'm not letting go of the other dreams, but I understand that this is my pivotal dream i 'm putting all the periphery dreams to the side, and how do I put whole mind and present action and get the dream done and then how do I become more efficient at that for the next dream and the next dream to the point where I build so much confidence in my dream attainment process and in myself that I know I can achieve any dream because I just apply the same principles that work for me to any dream so I began to develop this course a couple of years ago this this has been two years in the making uh, for achieve one dream and I understood that people needed a space where they could really give themselves permission to focus on one dream, where they could also figure out which dream that was going to be, you know, week one is decide the dream. And it's really where we evaluate your top five dreams. And we figure out of those top five dreams, which really is the next right dream for you. And then the rest of the the eight weeks at that point, as I was creating the course was going to be designed to teach how do you take daily massive inspired action. And so I say all of that to say was it was a great concept two years ago. I loved the idea. I had no idea that it was going to go from becoming from starting out as an eight-week course to becoming what will be in 2.0, a 12-week course. Um, and there were lots of things that I learned in launching this course that I want to talk to you about because there are many, many teachers out there who are preaching certain things that I've got to tell you, having gone through this process over the last two years of creating this course and launching it, and having students go through it, I I don't agree with. I don't agree with. And I want to share those things with you now so you can get my personal experience. And again, it's my experience. You'll hear different experiences from different people about their courses. Um, but I really got a chance to see whether some of the, the major teachers of how you create and market online courses, whether their strategies actually work. And so I'm going to talk about that. So as I told you, this is two years in the making. Two years ago, I started creating Achieve One Dream, and 1.0 is now wrapping up, and 2.0 is starting in May. So the first thing, lesson I learned is that um, developing an online course can take longer than you expect. It probably will take longer than you expect. Two years ago, I thought I was going like, to create it in, you know, in a matter of weeks and launch it and market it. It really took me two years to do everything, which is create the content, um, decide the format, choose the online platform that I was going to use for the course, which I chose Versal for 1.0. I'm actually choosing something different for 2.0. Uh, versal.com is the online course platform because it's beautiful and it's easy to use and it's a Google product. Uh, to build a website. It took me, I mean, I just rebuilt the Achieve One Dream website because I wanted a totally different look and feel for 2.0. But I got to tell you, that website alone was daunting because there's a lot that goes into the website alone. So I think one of my first lessons with Achieve One Dream 1.0 and building this online course was that it takes much more than you think originally. Like when you hear some of the teacher's of online courses and creating then they tell you, well, you know, you pre-sell it, you can create it as you're teaching it, you know, you can just put it up really fast and you put up a basic website. I didn't find any of that to be true, and I'm pretty savvy with creating websites. I've created all of my websites to date. So my first lesson really was that working on the whole process, and when I say the whole process for creating online course, I mean coming up with the concept The name, making sure the domain name is there, uh, deciding how many weeks it's going to be, the format, how much live interaction you're going to do, deciding what days and times, deciding what technology or software you're going to use for whether it's group coaching or accountability calls or private Facebook groups, creating the website alone, the content for the website, the writing, the copy. uh, creating email opt-ins and lead pages so that you get people interested in the course before it starts, writing out those autoresponder emails that go into it, creating a freebie for the course. I mean, I could go on and on, but I think one of my biggest lessons with Achieve One Dream was that I underestimated how much time it was going to take, which is why two years later, this is when 1.0 has launched. It's been two years in the making. And I think People who teach about online courses downplay that a lot. I think they, they want you to believe that it's going to be super fast and super quick and you can develop it as you teach it. I'm going to talk about that little develop and teach at the same time thing in a minute. But my first lesson really was that this process, especially if you haven't created and launched an online course before, takes way longer than, than you think or than other, other teachers would have you believe. So it takes a while. So plan for that. I would say at a minimum six months. It took me two years for many, many reasons. The website alone was quite a a monster to just come up with the content and figure out what I was going to put and record videos and audios and all that kind of stuff. But definitely it took longer than I expected. Another lesson from launching Achieve One Dream was, you know, this idea of pre-sell a course that you haven't created. You know, I know that works for some people. I'm sure it does. I've seen uh, entrepreneur friends of mine do it with ease. I can tell you being a type A, recovering perfectionist, overachiever, who really likes to feel the way that I want to feel when I'm presenting a product or service to my tribe, I didn't feel good pre-selling something that I hadn't created. I think that was a major lesson for me. I think pre-sell is something that works for some people and I'm sure they feel differently than I do. But I've got to tell you, one of the things I wish somebody had said to me is try it both ways. Like try to create a small mini course and then sell it and see how you feel selling it. And then try to create another small mini course um, and only create that line for it and try to pre-sell it. And try to create it as you sell it, and see how you feel. Because then, if it's just a m- too many courses, it takes you much less time. But you at least get a sense w- of whether you're the kind of entrepreneur who doesn't mind selling something that doesn't yet exist, or you're the kind of entrepreneur who does mind selling something, like who wants it to be in existence, so you feel better about your product or service, and then you go out and sell it. I'm one of the entrepreneurs that I'm not going to. I'm not going to pre-sell anything that I haven't created moving forward. Not at all. Because there's. I feel, and again, we're coming back to Danielle Laporte's ideas of core desired feelings. I feel way better when I've created it. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs will say, well, how do you know there's demand? And how do you know people want it? And how do you, you know, I I look at it a couple of ways. One, uh, this is my first major online course, Achieve One Dream. And I'm learning every single iteration that I teach of it. So it's It's not a loss, even if I don't get a ton of people for a particular course that I create, because one, it's teaching me course creation, and the more course creation I do, the better I get at it. And number two, it's really an opportunity for me to learn as an instructional designer, which you are an instructional designer when you create your online courses, what works, what doesn't, what do people respond to, what do they not respond to. And as Don Miguel Ruiz said in The Four Agreements, Repetition makes the master. So I don't ever look at developing online courses as, man, if I develop this whole course and, you know, five people sign up, that was such a waste. I look at it as repetition makes the master. So the more I create, The more creative I become, the more I learn about instructional design, the more I learn about my tribe, the more I learn about my students. There's no loss in that. So for me, I can tell you for sure, one of my big lessons was that I'm not going to pre-sell. I am going to pre-test. So there is a difference between pre-selling and pre-testing. Pre-testing is you create the online course, you get a beta group of you know 10 to 12 people, you say, hey, I'm gonna let you take this course for free, you're a beta group, I just want you to try it and give me feedback, and you let a beta group for free go through the course. And so you get the experience of teaching it to a beta group who's not paying anything for it, and you get their feedback. And what you can do is you can get formative and summative feedback. Now I'm gonna start to talk like a professor because I have a master's degree in instructional design. So formative feedback is feedback that you're getting along the way as you're teaching a course. Summative feedback is feedback that you get at the end after everybody's gone through the course. The beautiful thing about pre-testing rather than pre-selling is that if you create the course the way you think it ought to be created, and then you get a beta group of 10 people who are getting it for free, and you pre-test it with them, so you run through all the motions, you treat it just like it's a paid course, you give them everything you've got, you're getting formative, you're doing a formative assessment, so you're getting formative feedback along the way from them every single week as you're facilitating the course. But then at the end, you send them a survey, you can use Google uh, Forms to do it, you send them a survey so you can get some summative uh, information. You can do a summative assessment, get summative feedback. So you do get formative and summative, which basically boils down to, if you're not an instructional designer, it basically boils down to you get to know what works and what doesn't work about this course, both as you're teaching it for the first time to, to a beta group and after they've been through it. And the beautiful thing about that is you can send people a survey you know, right after they finish the course and then four weeks after they've been out of the course to see what they're still applying or where they're still having trouble. And then you can take all of that feedback, go back to your course, revamp it up, and then you can now sell it knowing that it is a great product that's going to help people. And also you can get testimonials from your beta group. So now you're selling the course having already tested it out, having already gotten feedback, having already made it better, and you have testimonials. So my other lesson about launching my first online course was no more pre-selling, pre-testing. Yes, no more pre-selling. A big lesson that I learned about this, and I and I don't know if I'd call it a lesson because I saw Marie Forleo do this, and I, I knew that I because I'm teaching about focus and achieve one dream, I, was, I knew I wasn't going to sell more than one online course at the same time. So Marie Forleo with B-School, she does it one time a year. Everything leads up to that launch, I think it's in February, that one time a year. She sells out, and then she has her group facilitate the course, and then it's done for the year. You can't get back in for the year, and then it comes again next year. I knew that that was the model that I wanted to take with Achieve One Dream. I knew that I was going to offer it three to four times a year max for the first couple of years, and then bring it down to two after the first couple of years, and then eventually bring it down to one time per year. So that literally, I would be relentlessly focused on this one course, there would be no other courses to divide my attention, nothing else to work on, and everything leads up to that course. And I think that was a a confirmation for me. Not so much a lesson, because I knew I was not gonna market anything but achieve one dream. But it was a lesson to me of, especially when you're new to online courses, how important it is for you not to be trying to sell 10 products at once. Literally, you want to create a course that is powerful enough and that offers enough value at a high enough price point where that is the only thing you're selling. It is the only thing you're focused on. You might have a podcast, you might have eBooks, but you're not marketing those things. You are completely focused on the marketing and sales of this course. It has your total attention and therefore you can give it that attention. And everywhere you communicate with your tribe, you're not communicating with them about five different offers. You're communicating with them. On one, and I learned that from Marie Forleo's B School. So that was another major lesson like one course, one big course, give it everything you've got, whole mind and present action on one course. Do not do more than one. Because there was a time years ago where I offered a number of courses on overcoming fears, and it just got to the point where, yeah, it was great material, but there's only one of me, and I can only market so much without confusing people about what I'm marketing to them. So definitely one major course, one big course, and focus on marketing and selling just that one. Here's a big aha moment. And thanks to my accountability partner and, and, and my one of my great friends, she really helped me understand this about Achieve One Dream. So just just as a note, Achieve One Dream 1.0 and 2.0 are going to look totally different for those of you who, who are familiar with Achieve One Dream. So you can find out everything you want to find about the course at AchieveOneDream.com. But 1.0, I did something really different from most people with online courses. I actually made all of the course content, meaning weeks one through 10, all of the course content free. So if you go to Versal.com and you've got to sign up and get a free uh, username and password in order to do that. If you go to Versal.com And you look up Achieve One Dream, you can find the pre work of the course and you can find the actual 10 week course right in versal.com. And I made that decision after talking to my accountability partner and friend because I realized something really important about my course and in general about online courses. I learned that people don't buy online courses for the content necessarily. People buy online courses for the experience that they're going to have in that course. So they do it not simply for the content, but they do it for the community and the accountability that comes along with the content. So one of the things I did with 1.0 is I made all of the the basic course content free. What I mean? So if you go on Versal.com and you look up Achieve One Dream, you'll find the pre-work course totally there for free. No payment required. You'll find the a 1.0 course, all 10 weeks of it, totally for free. No payment required. Because I realized in talking to my friend as I was teaching 1.0 that really the heart and soul of Achieve One Dream isn't the content. It's the community and accountability that's created in the private VIP Facebook group where I go on FB Lives for, for my, my students who are paying members of the course I talk to them. It's the one-on-one coaching that I give to students in Achieve One Dream where they have the aha moments and I know what their dream is and they know what their dream is. It's the private messages that I have with my students in Facebook where I tell them, let me know that you got this, this, and this done by the end of the day. And if I don't hear from you by the end of the day, I'm going to reach out to you. It's the texting back and forth. It's the, you know, random phone calls that I make to them and say, hey, I was thinking about you. What's going on? It's The conversations that my students are having in the private Facebook group, supporting each other, holding each other accountable, that is the heart and soul of the course. That's why somebody signs up for Achieve One Dream. It's not the weekly video tutorials and the audios. Yeah, they help. They're cute. They're nice. They are instructive, but they're not the transformative experience. The experience is the community accountability. And when my friend talked about her sense of community accountability, both in what she's experiencing in a mastermind group and what she's creating in her own online course, I thought, there it is. It's not the content. It's the community accountability. So if you go on versatile.com, you'll see all the course content for Achieve One Dream because it's right there. Now 2.0, I'm doing a little bit differently. Here's the other lesson. So I realized that In 2.0, the focus is going to be very different. So in one the focus was really on deciding of all your major big dreams, which is the next one for you to pursue, deciding, and then getting past the belief barrier, and then the last few weeks were spent on taking daily massive action. I'm actually flipping that entire model for 2.0. So in 2.0, the first week is spent, so the pre-work is spent on the belief barrier. There's gonna be three books that you've got to read in 2.0 and some and an intro questionnaire and we have a 90 minute one-on-one coaching session with me where we we dive into the limiting beliefs. We handle them, we deal with them, we work on that. So pre-work is the belief barrier. Week one is you're gonna decide of your top five dreams which is the next right dream for you. But in 2.0 I've made the course from 10 weeks to 12 weeks because I got two weeks of break in the middle of, of the course. But week one, so pre-worker's belief barrier, week one is you're going to decide the dream and you're going to create your goal pyramid. And then weeks two through 12 are going to be all about execution, all about daily massive inspired action, all about dream like an eagle, plan like a mouse. What are your next three steps? And me being your coach and mentor and accountability partner on getting that done. So because 2.0 has a very different focus to it because it's going to be about execution and taking action and being consistent and accountability and community in that private Facebook group and live group coaching calls and live accountability calls. It's going to look different. So I'm going to have exclusive content outside of what you see on Versal for 1.0's content that is going to be behind a password protected website for VIP members who sign up for the course. And on top of that, I've added to 2.0 an in-person at the end of the course a mastery retreat weekend in california so i've added that in-person component as well as the live weekly calls as well as the private facebook group and exclusive content so again it comes back to that community accountability going through 1.0 i said to myself how can i in 2.0 create even more value with that idea of community accountability. And that was a big lesson for me because at first I thought it was all about the content. Like, let me make sure I give them the how-tos and the video tutorials and the audios. And the content, if you go on Versal, you can see 1.0's content, it's good. But I wanted a great experience for those who are in the course, and I wanted a phenomenal experience for those who are gonna be entering 2.0 May 1st. So, one of my biggest lessons is that it's really not the content of the course, that's the selling point. It's the experience that you create for your students in the course of community and accountability and connection. That's the heart and soul of the course. So I learned that with with 1.0. I also learned that teaching an online course, you're teaching and learning at the same time. I, I can't even tell you how many technology, I mean, and I'm a tech savvy person. I used to be an IT project manager years ago. I had so many tech glitches on one. I mean, there were just moments when I tell you from weeks one through three, I actually had to delay starting the, I had to, so I had to backtrack. I started the course on one week, had so many technology issues for three straight weeks that I had to restart the course again with my 1.0 group. And the perfectionist in me was dying. I mean, the perfectionist in me was like, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I should just not teach this course. Maybe I should just refund all the money. I mean, I was just like having an internal freak-out session with myself because things were not going according to plan. And then I started to get migraine headaches. And then I started to be really sick. I mean, I got a stomach virus out of this world and was stuck in the bathroom for days on end. I mean, I literally was so tired. I spent all day watching Judge Judy one day because I was so sick. And this was in the first four weeks of the course. So when I tell you it felt this launching this first online course felt like it nearly killed me, it it really felt like at points it nearly did because nothing was working for a series of weeks, right at the beginning. And I gotta tell you, it taught me a lot of compassion, uh, taught me humility for sure, and it taught me that it doesn't have to be perfect to keep it moving. My students were really understanding, they were supportive, they were helpful, they were present. Um, it really was for somebody who is a recovering perfectionist. It was a tough pill to swallow that things were not going perfect and they were not even minimally going right. And by about week four, things evened up. I totally revamped the course. I restarted the course. I created this amazing course outline with 10 books. Don't worry guys, there won't be 10 books required, uh, as required reading in 2.0. That's why I put three books as pre-work before we even start the course. So no required reading in 2.0. But I, I literally had to go back to the drawing board while I'm teaching the course, and I had to say, I want something totally different. I don't like how this looks. I, I want to feel like I want to take my own course. And so it taught me that whenever you teach an online course, and I don't care how many times you've taught it, you're going to be teacher and student at the same time. You're going to teach and learn at the same time. And here's another lesson, and this is a controversial one, but this is, this is my lesson. I'm going to share it with you because maybe this resonates with you, maybe it doesn't. You know there are lots of people who teach that pre-sell thing. Like you're going to pre-sell it as you create it. So create the basic outline, pre-sell, 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 and then when you start it, just be one week ahead of the work and just be creating modules as you're selling it, as you're leading it, what have you. I I hated that. I'm just going to. I hated it. I my mind again. Here's what's funny. I'm teaching a course on relentless focus. I'm teaching a course called Achieve One Dream. One Dream, One Focus, Whole Mind, Present Action. I could not keep my creation and marketing space the same. There was no way that I was going to be fully present as the teacher and then also be fully present as the marketer of the course at the same time. So I got to a point where I said to myself, I really need to just like finish up weeks 1 through 10 and get the videos and the audios done and put them out there so then I can go into full marketing mode for 2.0 because honestly, for me at least, and I'll just give you my own lesson with this online course thing, I've got to keep creation and marketing space separate. My creation time for the course has got to be separate from my marketing time for the course and I know there are lots of teachers out there who tell you to keep them one and the same. I found that I had a divided mind and I divided energy when I did that. So even if that means one weekend I focus completely on just creating course content and then another weekend I focus or during the week I focus on marketing completely, keeping those spaces separate on different days or on different weeks. And even I want to get to the point where like Marie Forleo, I, I teach Achieve One Dream one time per year. And so the rest of the year is all about, I can spend three months creating new stuff and then i can spend the other 9 months or the other 6 months marketing and selling and then 3 months facilitating the 12 week course that to me is the best way to go it keeps whole mind in present action it keeps you focused and you don't have divided energy so that was another major lesson for me keeping creation and marketing time separate i already talked about beta testing and making sure that you try it out first as a way to learn what's working and what's not working um, I this was a this is a big one and I think a lot of people are gonna feel mixed about this. Honestly, I still feel mixed about it, but I found this to be true. So when I did achieve one year 1.0, there was quite a bit of one-on-one coaching involved with that. Every student who enrolled had a 90-minute intro session with me with me as their coach, no other coaches, just me. And I wanted to get to know their dreams. I wanted to get to know what they were working on. I had to understand where they were with deciding the dream and shiny object syndrome. So I knew how to facilitate the rest of the course for them. And then a number of students signed up for private one-on-one coaching in addition to the live group coaching, in addition to the live accountability calls. And so after about the first two or three weeks of that, it got really tiring for me because one person trying to coach individually and find, you know, I have students across the world, find time on my calendar to reach out to all of them on a weekly basis for, you know, uh, a certain amount of time per week was tough. And as we... um, 1.0, it's still been tough. But here's the thing. I thought about it for 2.0. I was really tempted to follow other people's models for 2.0 and say, just eliminate the one-on-one coaching, you know, just group coaching, scale it, scale it, scale it. You know, people talk about scale. I got to tell you, one of my biggest lessons from this whole experience is the one-on-one private coaching For a course like mine, I mean, your course may may not need this, but for a course on relentless focus, a course on how to believe in your dream, believe in yourself, be confident enough to take action, take action consistently day in and day out, does require one-on-one calls, period. I mean, to me... It requires one-on-one calls. And do I think about, okay, when I have a 1,000 people in Achieve One Dream, how am I going to scale myself to that? Obviously, I'm going to hire other coaches to do the one-on-ones, but I think I'm always going to offer a a version or a package of of Achieve One Dream that includes one-on-one private coaching calls because I can't tell you. There are things that I've helped my students work through in those one-on-one coaching calls that could have never happened on a group coaching call. Never. Never happened on a weekly group accountability call. Never happened through an FB Live. There are things that I talk with my students about in our one-on-ones, aha moments that they have that could not happen any other way. And so if one major lesson for me, even though at times I I struggle with this idea of how do you fit fit it all in, is the one-on-one is critical, Do not dump the one-on-ones just because you're trying to scale the course and have so many students and make so much money. You can hire coaches. You can bring in volunteer coaches. You can figure out a way to scale it. But to me, I think it's so important that I meet with my students, especially for that 90-minute intro, which, you know, there are two packages in 2.0. You can do the package without the one-on-one private coaching, but it still has the first 90-minute one-on-one coaching session with me. Or you can do the one with private coaching sessions in addition to the 90-minute. So I still keep that first private coaching session even if you choose package A which i think is the vip the elite has the the additional private coaching in it because it's critical i mean i would love to tell you it's not i'd love to tell you you could scale your online course and like maybe for your type of course that's true but for me and what i teach in terms of relentless focus i just learned that that one on one is necessary that time is critical for success so that was a big that was a big eye opener because i was really resistant to how do i scale this thing if i'm still doing one on one coaching it's Necessary, you just find a way. I also learned in terms of launching 1.0 for Achieve One Dream that FB Live is a game changer. You know, I'm not one of those people who goes on FB Live with like no makeup, hair, hot mess, you know, in whatever clothes I feel like wearing that day, looking a hot mess. I can't do that. I mean, I could, but I don't want to. I, I don't want to look a hot mess on FB Live, so I do the hair and the makeup, and at least, you know, good. I try to use outdoor lighting mostly, good lighting, and um. There are days when I don't feel like going on FB Live. Just, I just don't even want to be on FB Live. And I've learned that FB Live is a great way to bring people into your course. It's a great way to market. It's a great way to allow other people to get to know you. It's just powerful for so many reasons. So to me, FB Live has been a game changer in terms of just getting to know people and people getting to know me. And the one thing that I'm working on for 2.0 in terms of getting the word out there about 2.0, Achieve One Dream 2.0, is uh, I'm really learning to go on and set up a schedule. I've been super resisted to setting up a production schedule for my FB Lives, like, you know, a schedule of what I'm going to talk about, when I'm going to talk about it, what time I'm going to be on FB Live. I'm learning that FB Live is very much like a talk show. So think of The Oprah Winfrey Show or um, I, I Have No Idea, The View. I haven't watched The View in years. But any, any talk show has a production schedule. They have a production team. They know months in advance exactly what excuse me, what every episode is called, what it followed, like what is the topic, who you're bringing on, all that kind of stuff. So for me, I'm really learning that one of the ways that I'm going to get out of my box in terms of promoting Achieve One Dream 2.0 is having an FB Live production schedule and really sticking to that schedule and being super consistent with it. And not just coming on and talking about whatever I want to talk about, but really honing in on those things that people who are working on their dreams or want to be working on their dreams need to know and giving them massive value through those FB lives. So um, if you're not on my uh, Achieve One Dream page, I think it's facebook.com forward slash Achieve One Dream. Also look for the Achieve One Dream uh, group. There's a VIP group that's just for the students who enroll, but there's also another group that's closed where I will be doing a lot of FB lives. So if you're feeling stuck in terms of your dreams or in terms of how to get unstuck and go after what you really want, join me at facebook.com forward slash achieve one dream because I'm going to be doing starting this coming Monday. And again, in case you're listening to this three or six months down the road, this is, we're talking, we're in March, 2017, almost April at this point, I'm going to be doing a lot of FB lives on facebook.com forward slash achieve one dream. So if you want help with achieving your dreams, come see me there. Cause I'm going to be just, like I said, I want to provide massive value to all of you, whether you enroll in my course or not. So FB Live has been a game changer. That was a big lesson for me. And really, the lesson there is, I need a production schedule. And it needs to be like it's the Oprah Winfrey show, only it's Cassandra Vaughn and it's Achievement One Dream. It needs that kind of respect and that kind of care and that kind of consideration. So FB Live is a game changer. Here's the, the final lesson. There's so many more, but we're at 37 minutes and I don't want to keep you here forever. There are so many more lessons. But one of the biggest lessons, and I still am dealing with this, And I would say if you're thinking about creating an online course or if you've created an online course and it didn't do as well as you wanted it to, or if you know that's where you're going eventually and you just don't feel like you have the confidence to do it, one of the biggest lessons for me in launching Achieve One Dream 1.0 is um, believing in myself and not stopping. There were many times, like I told you before, that in the first three to four weeks, I mean, I've never had migraine headaches in my life. I had migraines consistently, constantly, to the point where I would just be, in the bed and and just felt like I couldn't do anything. I got really sick with a stomach something and diarrhea. I mean, it was just a nightmare for three or four days and I was so sick. There's te- so many technology blips and every single obstacle that came up, I really thought to myself, maybe I'm not supposed to teach this course. Like maybe I'm not. I mean, I cried. I can't even tell you how much I cried because I felt so inadequate and so Uh, Like, this is not perfect, and so it's not good enough, and it's not, I should just stop right now. And the one thing I learned about from this course is a life lesson that we see a lot in our lives, throughout our lives. And it's this, believe in yourself and don't stop. Like, it taught me resilience. It taught me grit. It taught me how to just get up there and just take the next step. Even if you feel like it's the tiniest step ever and you were supposed to be 10 steps ahead by now, just keep going. And one of the reasons why one of the, the required reading for 2.0 and for the pre-work is The obstacles the Way by Ryan Holiday is because that's the heart and soul of that book. The heart and soul of the book is tactical, strategic, simple things you can do to make whatever happens in your life good, rather than saying this is bad to say I can make this good. And so I really lived with The obstacles the Way in, in launching 1.0 because I'll tell you what, everything and anything happened. And it was rough and I wanted to give up and it really taught me the power of saying, I can do this and I can make this good and it's not going to be perfect, but I'm just going to take the next step. I'm not going to worry about the 10th step right now. I'm just going to do what I can do right now and it makes the difference. And it was, it was, those were teachable moments to my students about their own dreams. A lot of my students just said, you going through what you're going through is helping me to realize that it doesn't have to be perfect. And it doesn't have to look that way. And so I'm grateful that 1.0 unfolded the way that it did because it really was uh, teachable moments for me and teachable moments for my students. And so I got to tell you, um, I told you I would tell you why it nearly killed me launching Achieve One Dream 1.0. And it really, it nearly killed me because... My perfectionistic tendencies came back. I mean, I thought I was, you know, I call myself a recovering perfectionist and I thought I was over-perfectionism. But boy, I realized I'm not as over-perfectionism as I thought I was. I really wanted to give up when things weren't perfect. I really wanted to just let it all go and go into hiding. And I realized that I'm far—I'm still far more perfectionistic than I thought I was. And so those perfectionistic tendencies had to die. I mean, for me to be able to keep moving forward, they had to. I also had a lot of physical ailments and I'm and I'm typically super healthy I mean I I typically don't have health issues at all but boy first three or four weeks of this course you name it I had it and so physical ailments really popped up and again disease is dis-ease so it tells you that there's something going on in your life that needs to be looked at and I spent a lot of time in my bed looking at those things and what nearly killed me was the tech I mean getting the online course and and I won't even talk about how much of a drama that was until I moved it to Versal. But that was pretty dramatic. It was a mess. And there were, like I said before, there were many times when I just wanted to give up. Many times. When I just, I felt like I maybe this is not for me. And so if you're thinking about your dreams and your business and you're having that moment where you're going, everything is working so poorly, right now that I'm thinking maybe I should just put it on the shelf and just be done with it. I'm going to tell you, don't do that. Don't do that. There are many times when I wanted to just throw in the towel and give up. And I'm so glad that I didn't because now 1.0 is ending and I'm getting ready to market and gear up for 2.0 that starts May 1st. And I feel so much stronger and and so confident and i my why is so much stronger because of the things that i went through with 1.0 that it's making 2.0 feel like a joy to to share with people so let me give you some some thoughts on what i'm going to do differently with version 2.0 because you might be on your 2.0 version of an online course and you might have thought prior to listening to this that you were going to just throw on the towel and not do a 2.0 version and i'm just going to say to you do a 2.0 and see what happens So some of the things that I'm going to do differently with Achieve One Dream 2.0 is really focus on creating both an experience and an environment. I think in one point I was really focused with the online course platform, versal, how everything looked, making it look beautiful and and run beautifully. And that's important. The, The learning environment for your online course is important. But equally as important is the experience that you give, the community and the accountability. So I think creating both an experience and an environment is critical. Um, Pre-work. So I did have pre-work, and and you can see that on Versal.com if you look up Achieve One Dream pre-work. I did have pre-work, but I put a lot of emphasis on getting over the belief barrier and mindset in the first three weeks of the course, and I really am going to make 2.0 about execution and taking massive action. And so because most of 2.0 is really going to be about the consistent, persistent, daily massive action, I'm gonna put the reading of three books and the mindset stuff in in the pre-work. So when we get to week one, we're just like execution, execution. So I'm gonna use pre-work to set up the mindset and focus the actual course on developing that habit of taking daily massive inspired action. Um, here's another thing I did with 2.0, and I told my 1.0ers that I was gonna do this, so they they already knew. Up the price without apology. I think far too often when we're teaching online courses, we do not charge what we're worth at all, like nowhere near it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to charge what they're worth for their online course because they think people won't pay it. And I got to tell you, some of my entrepreneurial friends, if you knew the prices they were charging for their online courses, let alone a weekend of online workshops, you'd be like, nobody will pay that. Here's the thing. Let's go back to Frank Lloyd Wright. The thing always happens that you really believe and the belief in a thing makes it happen. And so I've upped the price on Achieve One Dream considerably and 3.0 is gonna be even higher than 2.0. And those who jump in on 2.0 are gonna be lifetime members. So they pay once and they never pay again. That won't happen in 3.0. 2.0 is gonna be the last group that gets lifetime membership. And I've upped the price on 2.0 and 3.0 is probably gonna be close to double that price. But I've also upped the value. I've also upped everything I'm offering because I'm creating both an experience and environment in Achieve One Dream 2.0 and they're going to have me with private coaching. We're going to private message on Facebook. I'm going to text them and hold them accountable. The group is going to hold them accountable. It's just going to be a totally different experience. And for that... This is the first time in 2.0 where I'm saying, yeah, I'm worth that price. You're worth that price by being in this course with me. And we're going to meet up in California for a master retreat weekend that's going to blow you away and change the game of your life. So I think one of the things that I'm going to do differently is the price is upped. And I'm upping it without apology because I know that my students know that I'm their teacher, and I know that my students know they're worth paying that price and getting all of the life-changing stuff they're going to get with me in Achieve One Dream 2.0. So I would say to you, whatever you're charging right now, really go into your, your inner knowing about that and your higher self, and just be sure that you're charging what you deserve and what the course is worth and not simply what you think you can get. If when you look at your price for your online course, you're like, oh, I think that's what I can get, you're settling. And I would really, really pause before doing that. Uh, that's a whole other podcast episode, the settling thing versus the deservability issue. But I, I would say really look at your price for your online course. Make sure you're not settling with that price. So I'm upping the price without apology. I'm also changing the platform for group coaching. So a lot of the group coaching has taken place in 1.0 with... Um, Conference line, so talk shoe. I find a lot of people don't want to come on webcam. Um, So I use conference line for a while, but then I have international students, so you know, across different. Hours apart, that didn't work. And then I did group coaching in the private Facebook group using FB Live, but that's only one way. So they can see me, but I can't see them, which again, a lot of students don't want to come on webcam, which is fine, but I still think there's something so valuable about webcam. So in 2.0, I'm actually going to use Zoom, which is webinar software, really awesome software, because it allows you to have everybody on webcam, but if you're rapid fire coaching one person, they're Webcam is actually in the center and is bigger, and everybody else is on the top. I like some of those features. So I'm gonna be using Zoom for the group coaching, and you can also record it on Zoom. It's just super helpful to have people on webcam. So I'm gonna use Zoom for group live group coaching calls, which happen every other week in uh, Achieve One Dream 2.0. The other thing I'm doing, and this is kind of controversial, because some people do it and some people don't. I am adding an intro questionnaire that every student must fill out prior to beginning their pre-work. And they're, they're 12 to 13 questions, which are, are, are heavy hitters. They're powerful. That Filling out that questionnaire alone is going to be transformational for every student who fills it out. It just helps you get to know your dream and your biggest dreams better, what's held you back in the past. Where are your belief barriers? So when we get on that 90-minute one-on-one coaching call, I've read through your questionnaire. I know where you're at. We can kind of dive right in and deal with those limiting beliefs rather than me having to ask you questions and use some of that 90 minutes to figure out who you are. You complete the intro questionnaire prior to beginning the pre-work, and then we work together for that 90-minute session, and now we can hit the ground running. So I'm adding an intro questionnaire that's required before students start the pre-work. And then Here's another thing I found along the way. It's a lesson that I didn't talk about, but it's really important. Setting the standard in terms of community engagement early and being the example of that. I think... So I know I did not set the standard in Achievement Dream 1.0 in that private Facebook group about expectations for engagement, how important it is for everybody in that course to really be active and engage with each other and share and support each other. That's critical to the success of any online course, and I don't think I emphasize that enough. So for me in 2.0, I am going to set the standard very early on in that private Facebook group that... It's expected. I'm going to show up fully as your coach, as your mentor, as your teacher. I expect you to show up fully. So no, you can't be a lurker in the private Facebook group. No, you you can't not share with us what's going on with your dreams. I'm not saying you got to tell us everything, but this community piece is so pivotal to every person in Achieve One Dream that we all have to show up for each other. And that's a standard that I'm setting in 2.0. And I don't know if every student's going to like it, but you know what? That's my standard. My standard is that you don't get to sit on the sidelines of this private VIP group. You need to show up for yourself. You need to show up for other people. I need to be able to show up for you. But if you're quiet or you're silent in the group, I don't know what you need from me. I don't know how to support you. So I think I did set that up later in Achieve One Dream 1.0, but it would have been far more powerful if I had set that up from the very get-go that this is the standard for community engagement, which I will be doing in 2.0. And then just a marketing thing that I'm going to do differently in 2.0. I'm really going to only focus on three main marketing sources for 3.0. I think, I mean, not for, for 2.0. I think for 1.0, I try to market it everywhere. I mean, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, everywhere. It, for 2.0, I'm using three things FB Live, Instagram, and Medium. That's it. That's it. I'm writing Medium posts, I'm posting on Instagram, and I'm doing FB Live. I'm not worried about Twitter. I'm not worried about um, LinkedIn. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. FB Live, Instagram, and Medium. Snapchat, forget about it. I don't even know how to use Snapchat. So I I really found that the power of three in terms of marketing is going to be far more effective than trying to do all of them or some of them or five of them. So for me, I'm going to focus on FB Live, Instagram, and Medium as the primary drivers of sales and marketing. So I wanted to share, this has been a kind of long episode, I wanted to share all of this with you because... I wanted you to know what my experience of launching my first online course was like because you might be thinking maybe you're alone in how yours went or you're thinking about launching one and you don't know if you have what it takes. I'm going to start by saying you do have what it takes. And I'm also going to tell you that it's going to be hard and it's going to take far longer than you thought it would and there are going to be lots of obstacles along the way. But you can do it. And if you know that this is something you're meant to teach and you know that your tribe needs it, it's not only something that you can do, it's something that you must do, but it is not going to be easy. It is simple. It is not easy. And you want to be able to say to yourself in tough times and hard times, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And that was my biggest lesson. So, uh, you know, for me, I've revamped revamped, <laughs> revamped, revamped, the Achieve One Dream website. You can check it out at AchieveOneDream.com. I'm going to make a really special offer to all of my She Runs the Show listeners. For those of you who are listening on this episode, between now and April 1st, so that's April 1st, 2017, if you're listening to the six months from now, I'm sorry, it's six months from now, between now and April 1st, any. She runs the show listener who is listening to this, who wants to sign up for Achieve One Dream. I will give you the elite. So that's the one that has all of the one-on-one private coaching sessions. I will give you the elite program for Achieve One Dream 2.0. That comes with lifetime membership. Remember, 2.0 is the last time that I'm going to give lifetime membership at 50% off the price that you see at AchieveOneDream.com. 50% off. Through April 1st, 2017. So if you want to take full advantage of that 50% off offer, again, it's not going to be on the website. The price you see is the price it is on the website. Send me an email at she runs the show podcast at gmail.com and I will send you a special. PayPal link for you to get that 50% off the elite, not the VIP, the elite membership. But that is only for my She Runs the Show listeners. And please put in the email subject line um would like 50% off the elite achieve one dream. And just let me know that you listen to this episode. And I will send you. Personally the link to the 50% off and you will be a lifetime member. You pay one time you get private coaching You never pay again. All right, everybody So I I hope you learned something from all of my lessons from this first course launch I can't wait to see you in 2.0 for Achieve and Dream, and to have you listen on the next episode of She Runs the Show. As always, I'm grateful for your presence. I'm grateful for your your support. So many of you reach out to me on a daily basis about this podcast, especially when I I'm, I'm, I don't have a recent episode up. I just want you to know that I am so grateful for all of you and the way that you listen and the way that you support and the way that you share this podcast with other people who you know need to hear it. It amazes me every single day how many of you share what I talk about, what I write about, and what I do with other people. So thank you again for being so supportive and so amazing. I will see you guys next time on She Runs the Show.